Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. and happy Saturday. Yesterday we saw the sad ending to Stephen's story here on earth. After sharing that beautiful message, he was killed out of anger. But we know that his death and the persecution that followed at the hands of Saul and the other Jewish religious elite, we know that that did not stop the spreading of the gospel. Even hardship cannot stop God. Even evil and hatred cannot stop the power of his word. So let's dive in today. We are in Acts chapter 8 verse 4 and I am reading from the ESV. Now those who were scattered went about preaching the word. Philip, now if you remember Philip, he was one like Stephen, of the seven who was appointed over the distribution of food in Jerusalem. And now that they have scattered from Jerusalem because of the persecution, Philip is in Samaria. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ. And the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip when they heard him and saw the signs that he did. For unclean spirits, crying out with a loud voice, came out of many who had them, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. So there was much joy in that city. Hardship didn't stop God's word. Hardship also didn't stop his followers. We see Philip moved, he pivoted, he redirected. Even though his plans may have been in Jerusalem, he was able to redirect, refocus, and share God's word where he was, regardless of how difficult it was, regardless of whether or not that was what he expected. He was there and he was serving the people and sharing the gospel. But there was a man named Simon. Now, to point out, this is not the same Simon as Simon Peter, the disciple of Jesus, and now an apostle. But there was a man named Simon who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he himself was somebody great. They all paid attention to him from the least to the greatest, saying this man is the power of God and is called great. And they paid attention to him because for a long time he had amazed them with his magic. Now the wording of this to me seems as though Simon here is performing magic in a way that is not actually from God. Wherever he is getting this magic from, whether it be illusion or some other forces of evil, we know it is not of God. And to be honest, it seems like this Simon is prideful, saying that he himself was somebody great. Just a couple things to keep in mind that we can kind of make these small assumptions into his character and into his actions. But when they believed Philip 
as he preached good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. They, the crowds, the people, they were baptized, both men and women. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued with Philip. And seeing signs and great miracles performed, he was amazed. So Philip is seeing the harvest, seeing the fruit of sharing the word of God. People are believing in being baptized. Even this Simon, the magician, he said he believed and he was baptized. Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter, Simon Peter, and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit." Now, to be completely honest with you, friends, I don't understand everything in the Bible. Some things confuse me, and if some things confuse you too, I want you to know that's okay. It's okay not to have all the answers. In fact, we can never have all the answers. And when we humbly approach God's word with a learning attitude, when we ask for wisdom, when we do research, God will be there and he will answer us. But that doesn't mean all our questions will necessarily be answered. Now, this is a section that kind of confuses me. Earlier on in Acts, it was Acts chapter 2, Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That is a clear promise. You will receive the Holy Spirit. And yet, these new believers in Samaria, they did not receive the Holy Spirit not until the apostles came and laid hands on them. And that confuses me a little bit. And I don't have the perfect answer, the perfect solution, but I do have one idea that I have seen others agree with, that perhaps because these believers in Samaria were a new group of people. They were not the Jews. They were not those who were in Jerusalem. Perhaps this was a clear sign that the gospel, that salvation in Christ is also for Gentiles, also for Samaritans, also for those who are not Jewish. Perhaps This was a very clear sign that their belief was real and true, that Gentiles as well could have this true belief, and that the real Holy Spirit was indwelling in them. Just one potential explanation, but again, I don't have all the answers. Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon, this is Simon the magician, now when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, so that anyone whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. To me, this seems like a prideful request. He wants the power of God at his fingertips. 
But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. So based on Peter's reaction, we do see and we do know that just our laying on of hands, that just a believer going and laying hands on someone, that doesn't just automatically convey the Holy Spirit. That is not our work. But the Holy Spirit going into someone at baptism is a work of God alone. You have neither part nor lot in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Repent, therefore, of this wickedness of yours, and pray to the Lord that, if possible, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. So Peter is pointing out this sin. This is sinful. Maybe even this is prideful. And he says, repent, the intent of your heart may be forgiven you. And Simon answered, pray for me to the Lord that nothing of what you had said may come upon me. Now when they had testified and spoken the word of the Lord, they returned to Jerusalem, preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. So God, even in the midst of difficulty and challenges and persecution, his word still went out. God was still active. He was still able, even in the midst of hard times. And that is still true today, my friends. Even when we don't fully understand, God is at work. He is active. And regardless of the circumstances in your life, he is able to use you to share his word and to minister and serve those in your life. I hope you enjoy your weekend and I will see you Monday morning. Thanks for tuning in today. For more information, visit hesedheart.com.